Ryan Middleton came in here absolutely fuming, crying, upset. Why couldn't we get Matt Ryan, he says. I don't know. I thought you were going to say absolutely close to being late again. No, I just expect that now. I oh. used to. I used oh. to. What? You always make it, except that one time you didn't. Um, I used to text you like, should I be worried? Now nah, I just, I don't get worried. No, yeah, you're no longer worried. No, I'm never worried. Because you don't care. No, I care. I feel it in. I'm not worried about you. In parentheses, because I don't care. No, like, yeah. I, I have enough faith in you that you can get here. Okay. Except that one time that you didn't. And your phone was also dead, so I thought you were dead. But. It's always zero or 100 with you. <laughs> never 70 miles per hour. It's always just 100 miles per hour with you, man. Okay. Worst case or best case. Uh-huh. That's all I'm saying. And guess what? Best case is you made it because we're on the radio. Action Sports Jacks Overtime. I feel like you would have been on the radio anyway by that point in time. What was that, about three months ago? I feel like you would have shrugged it off by then. You may have spent like one week off the radio. But if I wasn't here anymore, I feel like you still would have been, yeah, March, March 21st, 2022. You'd have been here probably with someone new. Giggling and laughing. Happy as can be. So are you quitting? No, I'm just saying, you know. Okay. All right. Well, you're just saying. And I'm just saying we're on ESPN 690. Brian Middleton on the ones and twos at the broadcast on. Casey Kurtz with you as well. Uh, Brian, can you please explain to the people why you're sad the Carolina Panthers uh, did not end up with Matt Ryan? Yeah, I, I could, but it'd be a lie. I'm about as uh, unhappy as um, a Carolina Panthers fan for not getting Matt Ryan as I uh, would be if we actually got um, Baker Mayfield. I didn't say that right, but what I'm saying is I don't care that Matt Ryan has left the division or that he did not come to my team. Listen, man, I'd rather draft one of these quarterbacks if they are still around that we can just go with and maybe they're a developmental project. And if you got to go and get – some other quarterback, I don't even want to say his name, but uh, Maker Bayfield, it rhymes with that. Yeah, okay, yep. If you got to go get him, you sign him for a one-year deal, it's not because as a Carolina Panther uh, fan that I'm uppity about something. It's because I don't. I, I, I know. I know what it is. I know what he brings, and I don't want that. I'm, we're not going to build a championship around anybody who's in the league right now that we can actually get our hands on. There's nobody that we can actually get our hands on right now that we can build probably a true championship contender with. Now, in the draft, you never know, right? You never know. You think you know from scouting them and the combine and watching tape and projections from scouts and experts and your friend uh, with, uh, Mel Kuyper, Todd McShay, and whoever else uh, prognosticates the way that they do. But listen, man, just... I'm not sad about Matt Ryan leaving the division. I'm not sad about not having him. I don't want Baker Mayfield. Now, I heard earlier that you guys are not really feeling the Matt Ryan move to Indianapolis as a source of pressure towards the Jaguars. I tend to disagree. That's not what I said. I think Matt Ryan is better than Ryan Tannehill right now at 36 years old. I don't know if he turns 37 this year or if he's already turned 30, uh, 36. I think he's better than Ryan Tannehill right now. And listen, Derrick Henry uh, and, uh, and uh, oh, I always forget his name. Uh, Jonathan, uh, give me, help me out. Jonathan uh, Taylor. Jonathan Taylor. You're welcome. Yeah, I can't remember his last name, but look, it's a wash. Yeah, I don't want to hear it, but because of the injury bug, but because I finally seen Derrick Henry really getting injured where it was a significant amount of time, it's a wash there too. Now, defensively, I mean, I don't know. I guess you can go with the Titans. Anyway, my point is this. Indianapolis 
made a really smart play right here for the short term. And I think that this actually does cause some issues for the Jags because you remember a couple of weeks ago, Casey, I posed that question to you for cash it or trash it. If as constructed right now, do the Jags have the second best team in the AFC South you know, as constructed, on paper, do, do they have what it takes to be the second best? And I think you agreed, like, yeah, Tennessee was the clear-cut favorites. Yep. I don't know if that's the case right now. Yeah, I didn't I didn't say they weren't better. Like, Brent was the one that said it didn't scare him. I was trying to argue against him. Like, he was the one naming all these random dudes that don't have jobs. Well, they do, but just not good ones. Jameis Winston and Baker Mayfield, he's like, I'd be more scared if they were him. I disagreed with that. Like, I think Michael Pittman Jr. was as happy as humans can be happy when he found out Matt Ryan was coming to his team because Matt Ryan is serviceable. Does he throw it to the other team? Yeah. But with what the options you had, does Carson Wentz throw it to the other team? Yeah. Have you seen that experiment play out? Also, yeah. So we're good. Okay, Matt Ryan, other teams sometimes, yes. But does he also throw for 4,000 yards? Yeah. Okay. Jimmy G, who apparently has fallen off the face of the earth. Nobody wants the guy or just won't pull the trigger. I don't know what the deal is over there. Does Jimmy G throw it to the other team? Yes. Has he been to a Super Bowl? Yes. Okay, so you're even with Matt Ryan right there, but he's younger. He's a younger Matt Ryan. Baker Mayfield, throw it to the other team. Also, check mark. Does he go to the Super Bowl? No. So that's when you eliminate that. I... I, I think Matt Ryan's going to be good with the Colts, and I think he's what the Colts need. You're going to run the football most of the time, and when you throw it, just A, throw it with your right hand if you're right-handed, and don't pull a Carson Wentz and throw it with your left hand. Matt Ryan's not going to do that. Is he going to make the right reads? Hopefully, because you really don't have to do much as the quarterback of the Colts. You make the right reads, you hand off the football, you're okay. That offensive line is severely better than the Falcons line. They got him sacked all the time. Is he mobile? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Less mobile than Tom Brady, potentially. But that's where Brent kind of draws the line of like, eh, you know, he doesn't really do nothing for him because he's not mobile. But shoot, I mean, like, the Falcons just signed Marcus Mariota. Like, I would be, I'm more scared of Matt Ryan than Marcus Mariota if he were, have if that would have been the Colts' choice at quarterback. So, listen, I think Matt Ryan's going to make the Colts better. But I don't know if they're better than Tennessee, man. Isn't that what you just said? Yes, that's what I just said. I don't know if they're better than Tennessee, except for the fact on offense, I think that they, I think they probably are. It sounds crazy, a, a bit out of there when you initially think of Derrick Henry, but after watching Jonathan Taylor, listen, and out of sight, out of mind, I understand the greatness of Derrick Henry. I understand the largeness of the human being and the speed at which he moves with and the way he just bangs and wears down Large. defenses. I give it to you. But did we miss Jonathan Taylor? Did we miss him this past season? I mean, he was uh, incredible, incredible. And, I wanted uh, him to be the MVP. And, and I, so I'm over here like, listen, this Matt Ryan thing, he's better than Ryan Tannehill. He, he's better. At the very least, they're the same, but I, I would give Matt Ryan the edge right now. If Matt Ryan was the quarterback of the Tennessee Titans in that game in the playoffs, they would have won that game. That's, that's how much more I believe in Matt Ryan, which – you know, Matty Ice, or is he still going by that? Matty yeah, I Ice. I so, yeah. I, he, he is definitely an upgrade, and I think everything you said about he's not going to try to do too much. There was a time when Matt Ryan could go out there and win you games, and I'm sure he can probably, you know, summon that up right now if he needs to for maybe, you know, one big game, two big games in the regular season or the playoffs. But more times than not, he's smart. He's seen just about everything uh, a quarterback can see in the league. 
He's been to the highest pinnacle. He's won the highest award that you can win in the league. He has a very high IQ, and that's exactly what Frank Wright and the Indianapolis Colts needed. No knock on Carson Wentz, but to knock Carson Wentz. Yeah, no, I mean, that's fair. I, I don't know. When I look at Tennessee, I will give you that it's a wash. Derrick Henry, Jonathan Taylor, both great. I'll wash it. Offensive line, going Colts. Wide receivers, you know who the Titans just got, right? Robert Woods? Yeah, I did see that. Yeah. A.J. Brown? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm going with the Titans. Listen, I love... I like Michael Pittman Jr. Yeah. more than most people probably should, mm-hmm. but that's it. Like, T.Y. Hilton is a free agent currently, and if he comes back, just a guy. You know, he's not he's not as great as he was. Uh, I just saw one of their wide receivers earlier sign with the Eagles. So, at the wide receiver position, you got Michael Pittman Jr. and probably going to have to draft somebody, which will yet to be seen. Could draft a great player, change my mind. But Robert Woods, A.J. Brown, at the tight end position, uh, you look at the Colts, they re-signed Mo Alley-Cox. Jack Doyle retires. I like Mo Alley-Cox, but I don't love him. Uh, on the Tennessee side, they got a lot of different dudes. They play a tight end. It's a rotation. I'll call that a wash. So I think it is close on the offensive side of the football, but I think Ryan Tannehill definitely let me down in fantasy football. I'll tell you that, Brian Middleton. Guaranteed 100%. But we have a bad taste in our mouth right now about Ryan Tannehill because of that last game. And that's totally fair. Through three interceptions, and to your point, they might have won the game if they just didn't do that. So I think it's yet to be seen, but I think it's a fascinating conversation. But I think the Colts the Colts definitely got better today. They have their certified quarterback, and they can move forward with a pretty good team. They got a couple holes to fill, like I just said, wide receiver, maybe a few on the defensive side of the football. But I think the Colts are going to be a pretty good team, and we'll have to see how that plays out. We got a lot more to do. Action Sports Jacks Overtime. We got... Inside Seminole Athletics right after us at 7 p.m., so stick around for that. Stick with us for the next hour with the Action Sports Jacks Overtime on ESPN 690. North Carolina and the Baylor Bears, my well, boys. They can wrap that up. That'll be I it. can head on back to Tar Heel Country. That'll be it for North Carolina. Yep. Grand got- opening, grand closing. Carolina's going to survive. And the defending national champions, the Baylor Bears, are out in round number two. A one seed is gone in the East. So, that's how you're going to do me, huh? Like you said, don't worry, I got this new cool plan. I'm going to um, I'm gonna play some of our best clips coming in. Can you play that? Well, it's both of us, man. Huh? I was able to hit my grand opening, grand closing line in perfect symmetry with what you were saying with the disrespect of North Carolina. Uh, and, you know, so it's both of us. Don't worry, man. I got more clips. You'll look better later on. I better. Because that's, listen. Man, they- what? Hold on, man. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> now, go ahead. What are you no, you're right. No, no, you no. got it. You no, because, you know, some of my, like, show. remember when I said watch out for Arizona? They're still playing. That hey, was good. You were nervous, though. You better believe it. You were nervous. You better believe it. I was nervous for you because I, I got them going far, too. I didn't even take my own advice. I didn't pick them to win. Wow. I didn't pick them to win either. But I picked. Well, yeah, because you, you're out there on the sidewalk coloring with the chalk picking Gonzaga. Hmm. Along with everybody else on the planet. Uh, clearly not. Did you have you looked at the leaderboard? Clearly, I have not picked chalk 
Chalk would be doing well in, in at least half of the games. I'm not even doing well in half of the games. Yeah, so we'll we'll get to that in a second. But before I should tell you, ESPN 690, Action Sports Jacks Overtime, Brian Middleton complaining about being last place in the bracket challenge. Last. <laughs> Casey Kurtz with you as well, complaining about being second to last. Uh, but here's the difference, folks. Brian Middleton picked Gonzaga to win, so his champion is still alive. My champion couldn't beat Michigan. The Wolverines. Tennessee Volunteers. They just... So I was playing night golf, okay, mm-hmm. with some people from the Bracket Challenge, uh, Kevin and uh, Jared. You you may be familiar with them. Uh, Gerard. Yeah. Ger- Gerard Pinto. You talking about that league leading? Yes, he is guesser. in the league. Yeah. He's, he got insider trading. What's going on, Pinto? Didn't he win the uh, the fantasy football as well? No. Oh, uh, okay. No. Okay, my bad. He, I think he, I don't know. Anyway, yeah, he got insider trading with Publix, but that's a different story. Um. So we're making like the like we're walking by the clubhouse as the Tennessee game's ending. Okay. And I saw some Tennessee dudes crying, so I just proceeded to like yell at the t- at the TV on the golf course, which is you know golf is like a quiet sport. Uh huh. So I'm sure that was frowned upon. I'm sure wow. they love that. But um, yeah. So I can I conducted this idea in the break, Brian Middleton, and I ran it by you and you laughed, but I think it's good. So our brackets are horrible. They're busted beyond belief. At least mine is. You still have a champion available. So I said to you, just kind of for fun, where would you not let your kid go to college? If, judging by, like, what happened in your bracket, like, who are you most mad at? And you laughed. I laughed. So I think it's a good segment. So you've got a lot of options to pick from because you're in last. Uh, So who are you most mad at or disappointed in or just can't believe it happened that they're already out? Um... So, you know, this isn't fair, but if I was basing this off of basketball, let's, uh, let's cut down to the brass tacks of the, of the matter, all right? The SEC conference, they, the basketball teams, they, they're frauds. Hmm? And, and I want to tread lightly uh, because they're 18 and 19 and 20, uh, but the programs as a whole are frauds. All of them, save for Arkansas. Yeah, the boys. I can't believe it. Listen, man, Kentucky? Oh, boy. LSU? Oh, boy. Alabama? I felt for Alabama just for a minute because the one guy uh, we ran on the news over and over, in the regular news over and over, he was crying. I was just like, oh, my goodness, he's across the nation. It's a great shot, though. We got to keep using that shot. I mean, listen, man, how are y'all losing in the first week? How all are y'all losing in the first week? I'm telling you. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't quite understand. The Kentucky one boggles my mind. Because even when you start talking about LSU, which was, uh, what were they, a six seed? Yeah, they never coached, though. Alabama was a, a oh, Alabama was a six seed. Listen. I, I don't know. Intellectuals didn't pick LSU. They didn't have a coach. First of all. Their coach got fired. Talent. The talent. Bro, they Ken- didn't have a coach. Kentucky's coach is, has been there for decades, and they lost. So SEC. No, they are frauds. I'll give you that. Got them out of here. Okay. Fact, what's the clip? Ryan, Ryan Clark. Ryan Clark, tell him what, what happened. Bill Belichick, your ass out of the stadium because he's sorry as hell. Okay. Change, the, change the he to they. We working on pronouns today. They, them. <laughs> he, she, they, them. Yep. Get them out of here. So all the SEC, that's fair. So your kid's not going anywhere but Arkansas. Well, here's the deal. Also, you know, mm-hmm. uh, when you football season comes around, okay, all this changes. All of it changes. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know you're going to change your tune quick. You're going to be like, you know what? Yes, you see, they're all right. Except for Florida. 
Can't go to Gainesville. Yeah, I don't blame you. Um, so here's what happened to me. I think we talked about this, San Diego State. Um, somehow, some way, San Diego State was in my Final Four. San Diego State then lost to Creighton in the first round. Creighton is apparently in Nebraska. So I'm going to take those two right out. My child will not go to San Diego State and or Creighton. Really? Creighton's in Nebraska? I, I'm telling you, I, I thought the same thing. I'm not like in Chicago or something. You know what's funny? Everybody says something different. I, I said, <laughs> have you heard? Like I've, I said Virginia, Austin said New York, I okay. think. Okay. Uh, you said Chicago, so that's funny. Um, everybody thinks, oh, I forget what Kevin and Jared said, but they also didn't know it was in Nebraska. You're talking about Gerard Pinto? Yeah. The I, league leading guesser? Yeah. Of the, our bracket? bracket challenge He's going to take champion. all our money. He's going to take your money. How many times has he taken your money? I'm sorry, Casey. I cut you off. Go ahead. Uh, a couple times. Uh, but Amanda might take our money, too. She sure might. Listen, I gotta, I, we'll, we'll get to the Amanda part of the story later. But so okay. those two are definitely out. Uh, Tennessee is out, 100%. They let me down, and I'll never let them let me down again. So that's that. I will tell you. Sound like a jilted lover, man. That's true. I'll never let you let me down again. That's a good call. I will tell you, I picked Iowa State to beat LSU. So no harm, no foul with LSU. But I still wouldn't let my kid go there. Um, who else we got that let me down? Oh, I picked Notre Dame to beat uh, Alabama. So I was feeling pretty good about that. I'd let my kid go to Notre Dame. They, you know, they're doing doing good work for me. But the, the so my list is getting longer as it goes on, um, who else let me down? Oh, Indiana. Indiana had a couple, winning a couple games. They didn't even show up against St. Ma- Mary's. Yeah, yeah St. Mary's. Mary's. So, Indiana, I guess, makes the list. Sorry about that. I had family that went to Indiana. But, uh, yeah, the bracket is an absolute shambles. Uh, Baylor was a Final Four team. So, the situation for me is I got one Final Four team left, and it's not Gonzaga. So, I'm... I'm kind of in trouble there. It's Texas Tech. If Texas Tech comes through to me, I might just start paying the tuition now to Texas Tech for my future child. What about North Florida? Right here. Right here. We just had Coach Driscoll on. That's your alma mater, and that's what you're going to do? Love Coach Driscoll. That's what you're going to You love Coach Driscoll. Uh-huh. But, but your offspring, you and Amanda's children, uh-huh. won't see the inside of a dormitory at University of North Florida. Do no, you guys I'm even sick. have dorms? I don't even know. Yes. Okay. I mean, I, it's so sprawled out here. Like Man, y'all, y'all have a campus uh, in Neptune Beach, and then you got a little bit of a campus right here at the station, and then there's something down there by the avenues. I'm like, uh, man. Is that real? I don't know, man. It's being a bit difficult. Yeah, yeah I know you were. Uh, yeah, we got dorms. No, nah, I'm going to just go for Texas Tech. So that's kind of what I'm getting at. We know who's left. If I said, Brian Middleton, Gonzaga or the field, who would you take to win it all? Gonzaga or the field? Yep. I give you every team or Gonzaga. Uh, well, since I already picked Gonzaga or the field, I got to go Gonzaga. Like, that's what's on well, with most of my bracket. Well, I'm just saying, I get that. I'm just saying, though, like, they didn't look great in the first round game. They, they finished strong. They really didn't look great against Memphis, but they did it. So you've seen two not great performances. You've seen upsets all over. I'm just wondering if your mind changed at all. Like, you see something from one of these other teams like North Carolina, like Duke, Texas Tech. So, I look at it in two different ways. One, if you take a team like North Carolina, who seems to be just coming on at the right time and getting hot, you're like, this is what you want from a team, regardless of where they're seated at. This is what you want. Because you know North Carolina, for the most part, still getting the top-tier talent. Uh You know, even if they're not at the level of, you want to say, 
the recruiting class of a Baylor. I don't know what the recruiting class rank was, but, you know, sure. for no, this purpose. But in Gonzaga's case, I'm going to look at the situation like they've looked boo-boo for wow. a lot of these first two games, and they still won. Granted, one was a 16 seed, and then, you know, the game against Memphis, which was a 9 seed, I believe. Uh-huh. Granted, right? But they have yet to hit on all cylinders, and they ain't a sweet 16. So you got to imagine that Mark Few was going to do something these next two or three days in order to try to get this team on track. It's good to know that you can win games when you're not playing your best. That's what the best teams do. And know that you can hit another level. Hopefully you can hit that level this weekend and then the following weekend. So I'm still going with Gonzaga. Interesting. You. Taking the field. Oh, you're a hater. You picked Tennessee to win it all. Though, I mean. No, I'm saying like the upsets. Ap- yeah, I did. And it was a horrible decision. You Tennessee. So. You're in last in the bracket challenge. You're, hey, you're literally I, behind a guy that picked Tennessee. Yeah, I know. Just give it time. That's all no, I'm saying. You got to give it time. Yeah. I'm taking the field. I think. I got three Final Four teams left, man. Mm, congratulations. Oh, Duke, thank you. Hey, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. I appreciate North that. North Carolina looking good. Duke looking good. Uh, Texas Tech, good. Um, Arizona, good. Sort of. They did have a scare, but they won. Uh, Purdue. Coach Driscoll sat here and told me how much he loved Purdue. What am I supposed to do? Go against the basketball coach? Well, you already did. You haven't mentioned Purdue till just now. Yeah. Purdue is your team. See, uh, I, don't like, get, I, don't, I don't get you, Casey. You had a, a well-oiled team right here, and you went with Tennessee. Because the Big Ten is just as fraudulent as the SEC. You were yelling about the SEC. They don't look like it. Uh, yes, they do. Iowa. What happened to Iowa? G-O-N-E. They lost. Yeah, first round. Yeah. Uh, Illinois, horrible. Yeah, they, they led in the tournament for like 30 seconds total. I mean, Michigan. That's a good call. Offsets some of that, now. Okay, so you got Michigan and you got Purdue. The SEC has Arkansas. <laughs> so, I mean, it's either way, they're both overrated at unbelievably. Unbelievably. Yeah. And the ACC disrespect just wasn't right. Uh, Brent admitted to that earlier today, so that was good because the ACC appears to be the power conference. Yeah. In the tournament, out of the major conference, it's obviously – you can consider whatever conference Gonzaga's in as a powerhouse. So that is what it is. We got vague headlines, Brian Middleton, or what? Kind of, sort of. Yeah, we got it. I don't know what that means. But we're going to figure out what it means on the other side. Action Sports Jacks Overtime on ESPN 690. All four number four seeds will make it to the Sweet 16. That's Arkansas, UCLA, Illinois, Providence. Okay, this time I'm, I'm sure trash it. Because Arkansas will get there. He's leading his team leadership-wise. And a sweet 16 again for the Razorbacks of Arkansas. I'm a genius. I'm a basketball prognosticator. Ooh, okay, get that word together. Man, it's every every time now. But I, I know you heard that, that our Kansas. I'm glad you cut it because I don't know what I said about Illinois. Yeah, you got a lot wrong after that, man. <laughs> <laughs> so let, let it be. You got that right, though. You got some other stuff, right? Yeah. Arkansas, definitely. Those are the boys for sure. Uh, you know, should I stop calling it Arkansas? Like, should I call it Arkansas? Yeah, you should stop disrespecting them like that. I don't, I'm not disrespecting Like, yeah, that's just how it's spelled. Uh, you know. Like, I've never been. So, like, do they call themselves, what do they call themselves? Like, we're Floridians. 
They're oh, all, I see what you're saying. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Arkansans? Arkansans. Arkansans. Arkansasians. Oh, I like... No, I don't like that yeah, as much. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot yeah. happening. Okay, well, I'll work on that. But I definitely said they were going to be in Sweet 16. You got the audio proof. Right there. Brian Middleton on the ones and twos. Casey Kurtz with you. Action Sports Jacks Overtime. ESPN 690, about a half hour to go inside Seminole Athletics on the other side at 7 o'clock. Uh, the last edition of Inside Seminole Athletics for the season on ESPN 690. We'll pick that up when it returns with the coaches show with Mike Norvell. But when we do pick that up in the fall, we should tell you Gene Deckerhoff will not be on on the show or the call for the Florida State Seminoles. His last game will be the spring game for Florida State this season. He will continue to do the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, it sounds like, for the next season. Uh, definitely for the next season. We don't know past that, but we do know that the spring game this season will be the last for the legendary Gene Deckerhoff. Um, should I give the people some little inside information, Brian Milton? As long as they don't go to jail for it. Uh, I like the way you think. Uh, it sounds like... You know, the spring game is not usually something that we've had on the radio, but it sounds like we're going to go ahead and make that a thing. Really? And get, Yeah, it sounds like we're going to do that. Wow. Uh, because, look, Gene Deckerhoff deserves it. Dude's a legend. Yeah. Uh, been calling Florida State basketball and football for a very long time. Yeah. Uh, un, uh, you, you can't not recognize his voice. I don't know what that's called. Uh, you, anyway, you, if you hear it, you know it. I'm not going to be able to put those words together. Mm-hmm. But... That being said, we think it's the right thing to do. And listen, I came up with this idea this morning because me and Brent were here this morning early. Really? In the lab. Oh, we were. Okay. If you follow ESPN 690 on Instagram, we were in the lab. Okay. We oh, were- yeah, I did see that. Yeah, you did. Yeah. We were working on some new content. New okay? content coming soon to ESPN 690. Yep. And we had that discussion. I said, hey, I think we should do this. Brent said, love it. We talked to boss man Aaron. So we were like, all right, we're going to tell FSU this. Like, they're going to be so happy with us, like the rep. And then they sent out an email that was like, we would appreciate if you'd carry it. I was like, this was my idea. Nope. Nope. No longer. No longer. Way too long. Yeah. So anyway, the point of the story sounds like we will be carrying the spring game so you can hear Gene Deggerhoff's last call for Florida State Athletics. Yeah. So we got that coming up uh, in April. So keep the details flowing on that one. Also, a little insider information. Sounds like my phone's not blowing up. Brent's not telling me to be quiet. So uh, it sounds like. We will have a live broadcast of Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 next Tuesday from the baseball grounds live for Florida State and Florida Baseball in Jacksonville. They play one game in Tallahassee, one game in Gainesville, and one game in Jacksonville from 3 to 6. It sounds like the guys will be out there live covering that one. So stay tuned on details for that. Austin will be back for that. Brent is back as well. So we'll keep that information coming as it is. And then... If you look on that calendar in there, Brian Milton, you'll see we're just a couple weeks away from Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp Baseball right here on ESPN 690. Hey, hey. There you go. So we got a lot of things things cooking right now on ESPN 690. Baseball's never been hot. Oh, no, no, no. That's the wrong wrong one. Yeah. That's the wrong one. Yeah. They got a jingle. That was a great jingle. Yeah, no, no jingle. Can can I do with with that, get somebody in trouble? We sing that? I I just wouldn't sing. Okay. It's not a music station. Um... You know, we do sports sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. But so we got a lot cooking is what I'm getting at on ESPN 690. Okay. A whole lot cooking. The plate is full, and we have plenty for leftovers and seconds and thirds. So as we take it away from food, potentially, I don't know what he's got planned. What do we got for vague headlines, Brian? Vague headlines, man. You're ready. I'm going to give Casey two headlines. 
that are pretty general in nature. He's going to choose one. We'll delve deeper into that topic. Casey, you ready? Born ready. Born ready. First two. Walking bucket or the king continues. Walking mm. bucket or the king continues. These could easily both be about LeBron James, and I think you're tricking me because I think you want to talk about LeBron James. It's two different things, though. But <laughs> just give me the king continues. The king continues. I know this one. LeBron well. James moves to second all-time in NBA scoring. LeBron moved past Carl Malone, the Hall of Famer, mm. former Utah Jazz great who scored 36,928 points in his career. In a game on Saturday night, LeBron finished with 38 points, 10 rebounds, 6 assists. But Washington, they uh, they spoiled the Lakers' night. They lost to the Wizards? Yeah, they overcame a 16-point deficit. Lakers were up 16. Oh. Ended up losing by 8, 127 to 119. Oh. But listen, with... I'm not going to listen. 36,947 points. That is a lot of points. LeBron James trails only former Laker great Kareem Abdul-Jabbar on the career scoring list. Kareem's record stands at 38,387. Hope the math is mathing for you, Casey. That's a lot of numbers right there. So my question if, if this to you, is a math question, I'm getting up. Question to you. If Train A leaves... No, here we go. Casey, LeBron James, mm-hmm. second all-time in points, mm-hmm. 10,000-plus rebounds, 10,000-plus mm-hmm. assists. Surely, surely, I'll say it a third time, surely you agree... The greatest to ever do it in the NBA. Am I right? Cash it or trash it crossover edition. Uh, oh, he's about to fold. I can tell right now. Listen, I've come around a lot on LeBron, but mostly now I can't give you the satisfaction. Like now I've made it part of me that I just can't agree. So if we were doing cash or trash it, I'd have to say trash it. I know you're not going to play you that. Suck. I knew it. Yeah, I knew you weren't going to play that sound. Um, Can't do it. Listen, I think LeBron is great. He will definitely be the all-time leading scorer, as it sounds like. And he's done a lot in his career. Fantastic. Top three player of all time. No doubt. All right. Uh, next two. Wait, can we go back real quick? Right. How you lose to the Wizards, bro? The Wizards, like. Scored more points, Casey. Look at these dudes. I've never heard of these guys. They scored more points. I get that. By the way, Caldwell Pope dropped 18 on him. He wasn't good enough. And they got rid of him to the Wizards. And then he dropped 18 on him for the Dubsky. Ten boards. Ten boards for Caldwell Pope? Hey, everybody, I just want to make sure. LeBron wasn't boxing nobody out. Look, listen, listen. Casey is asking how could the Lakers lose to the Washington Wizards when his team, the Baylor Bears, Dude. All right, sitting home watching this uh, upcoming weekend's games in the NCAA tournament. Let that sink in, people. I like you, Casey. It don't make sense sometimes, but I like you. You ready for the next two, Casey Kurtz? Yeah. <laughs> what you got? All right. Um, it's worse than you thought or, bruh, you tripping. It's worse than you thought or, bruh, you tripping. I like both of these, but I'm going to go, bruh, you tripping. Bruh, you tripping. I don't know if you guys talked about this on Action Sports Jacks earlier, but we're going to talk about it right now. Probably Actual headline. Urban Meyer didn't know who Aaron Donald was as Jaguar Saga keeps getting worse. Yeah, bro, we talked about that. Okay. I missed that. I kind of tuned in and I had to run some stuff. Anyway, I'm we're going to re, uh, redo it. Yeah. Urban Meyer's disastrous tenure in Jacksonville. 
can be defined by misstep after misstep. And according to a new report, one of those gaps apparently included a lack of intel on some of the NFL's biggest playmakers. Meyer is said to have been unfamiliar with star players around the league, as multiple sources told The Athletic, including future Hall of Fame defensive tackle Aaron Donald. In fact, Meyer is said to have asked the staffer, who is this 99 guy on the Rams? I think he might be a problem for us. Really? He also reportedly was unaware of Debo Samuel of yeah. the 49ers and the Seahawks' Jamal Adams. And when it came to his own players and staffers, he also didn't know. Meyer didn't exactly instill confidence about their futures. Question to you, Casey. Yep. You got to give me something good to pull for a clip so I can post it on social media. I got you. Now, does any of this surprise you? Because no. months ago, you were very frustrated at Urban Meyer's inability to recall the names of players on his own team. Yeah, I was frustrated about that. Uh, the question, does it surprise me? That was the question? Yes. Uh, no, absolutely not. It does not surprise me. The dude showed up like day one, didn't know who anybody was, did a deep dive on the NFL, which Brent explained a little bit, hour one on the podcast from today, uh, March 21st, if you want to hear that. But he didn't know who anybody was the whole time. He thought they were the Phoenix Cardinals. He thought Joe Mixon was on some other team. I forget, but that was in the preseason or early in the season, whatever. He didn't know who anybody was. Um, So that was definitely a red flag. No, none of this surprises me at all. I think... One thing we did know, Urban Meyer is not a top 10 dude in the history of the world, probably not top billion. So any of this stuff coming out is not surprising, uh, even more than what we just talked about. But if you continue to read the article, some of the stuff that DJ Chark said, uh, which props to him for not that he should be afraid. He's a grown man uh, that could, frankly, beat Urban Meyer in a fight if that's what it came to. Um, But DJ Chark spoke his piece. Uh, got a lot of respect for DJ. Had it before. Definitely have it now. Um, but it, it's just, it was so bad for those players and coaches. And I said this earlier, and I never thought I'd get to this point for at least part of this. I was standing there earlier when me and Brent were talking about this. I said, I feel bad now for Joe Cullen. I feel bad for Daryl Bevel. I feel bad for all these other coaches that got, like, belittled and told they were nothing and then got up on the podium and answered questions every Thursday and didn't bash this man. This man got fired and they didn't bash him. So the professionalism, somebody commented that on YouTube earlier, how professional those guys were and Urban wasn't. I tell you what, twice on Sunday how professional those guys were. It was incredible. So none of the Urban Meyer stuff surprises me. Disappointing, yes. Surprising, no. And at the end of the day, hopefully Trevor Lawrence is not going to be ruined because of what Urban Meyer did to him for 13 weeks. Wow. That's how I feel. Well, let's lighten it up. It's a bit heavy. Potentially. (laughs) Potentially lighten it up, depending Uh, on what you pick. One, they like you. Or two, man's best friend. I don't know why I added numbers this time. But one, they like you. Or two, man's best friend. I want to be perfectly clear here. I'm going to pick number two, man's best friend, because dogs. If this is a story about a dog dying, you're fired. Well. So tread lightly. I'm glad you have no power here. I can't that. fire you, but I'll be so mad. But you can get the, the wheels turning. All right. Uh, I can. So man's best friend. Actual headline. Some of the friendliest dog breeds who love everyone they meet. Okay. 
all dogs love their family. I think you would agree with that. Yes. But not all dogs greet everyone with the same enthusiastic, yes. perked up ears and want to get all up on you. While yeah. every dog is an individual with their own unique personality, these are some of the dog breeds who are most likely to greet you at the park with bright eyes and wagging tails. Okay. Some on the list include beagles. Okay. I like beagles. Britneys. Okay. Cavalier King Charles Spaniel. Oh, okay. Pembroke Welsh Corgis. These aren't easy names, huh? I know, right? And Golden Doodles. <laughs> okay. I don't know why. Why do you say it like that? Doodles. Golden Doodles. <laughs> now, our, now, my question to you is this. Yeah, what you got? Now, we understand that it's not just you and Amanda in the household. It's also Blue Kurtz. Yep. Uh, now, Blue Kurtz. Mm-hmm. One, he or she is very androgynous to name. At first, I was thinking she does like, nah, Blue could be. Final answer, what is it? I would say that Blue is a girl, but that's only because I only know a girl named Blue. I could see a dude being named Blue. So your answer is female? Yeah. That's correct. She's a female. Okay. Blue Kurtz. Mm -hmm. One, what breed is she? And then two, is she a good guard dog? <laughs> uh, she She's a Labrador Retriever. Which is also on the list. I didn't name that. It is on that list, though. Top 10. She's a Silver Lab. Uh, so I'm ready for the hate in my uh, DMs for saying she's a Silver Lab. But uh, is she a good guard dog? No. Okay. Not at all. <laughs> okay. You she'd, right hide, there. okay. Yeah, she'd hide behind us, actually. Wow. She's like, yo, get that intruder with the but weapon. I'll, I'll tell you what. She is all talk. Tell you what. They're outside. She's letting them have it. They come in the house. Game, set, match. Yeah. She's hiding. Yeah. So she's big. She's a big talker. Uh -huh. You know what I'm saying? Not not much on the action. All bark, no bite. Oh, that's a good one. I should have <laughs> said you. That. I let it breathe. I, I, know like, you I thought you were going there. Okay. Well, Casey, hey. Yep. That's all we got for vague headlines. So one was all about the dog, huh? I like that. Good work. You did well. Uh, before we go to break, because we're way against it, I just want to let you know. Caldwell Pope had 18 against the Lakers. Try to tell me about LeBron is the best. Man, he couldn't even lock down Caldwell Pope. 18 and 10 boards in 33 minutes. LeBron. The Baylor Bears. <laughs> yep. All right, I'll go to break now. Don't forget about Caldwell Pope. Action Sports Jacks Overtime ESPN 69. He'll be right back. bit more to go here. Action Sports Jacks overtime on ESPN 690. Brian Middleton on the ones and twos playing the jams as always. Casey Kurtz with you as well. Brian Middleton had an interesting thought in the break. We'll get to it in a second, but we got, uh, just to remind you, we got inside Seminole Athletics coming up at 7 p.m. right here on ESPN 690. Last edition of the season. Probably going to be a lot of baseball talk uh, on that program for the Florida State baseball and softball team as well. So, uh, good information if you're a Seminole fan. What you got? Also, a quick shout-out, another local award winner. Please do. Uh, let's see, Max McKinley, UNF, looks like a UNF uh, A-Sun Pitcher of the Week. Yeah, yeah okay. So he, uh, yeah, he showed out after uh, spinning 7.1 innings uh, of a two-run ball game in a 5-2 win over number 14 Liberty on Saturday. I like that. So congrats to him. I like that. Sticking with the UNF uh, baseball information, interesting uh, day for the Ospreys tomorrow. They'll be in Tallahassee playing FAMU. 
they got a pick. They have to pick up a suspended game uh, that was at home earlier this season. They'll now play the top of the sixth, seventh, eighth, and ninth at FAMU. The game is tied seven to seven. We're gonna start that at three p.m. tomorrow, and then when that's done, they're gonna play the regular scheduled game. So it's a somewhat doubleheader tomorrow for the Ospreys against FAMU uh, in Tallahassee. So that'll be an interesting day for the UNF baseball team. UNF on the season right now, 7-13, and 13, did pick up a, lin- a win over Liberty the other day. The story with UNF, though, uh, Brian Milton, that I know you're keeping up with, the softball team, 25-7. and seven. Yeah, it's not a game. It, it's literally not. Them young ladies is balling. They yeah. are balling. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. It's cr- they're like run-ruling people and stuff. It's crazy. So, uh, played... A lot of extra innings yesterday. Couldn't get it done, but still picked up two wins over Lipscomb on Saturday. Like I said, extra innings yesterday. They hit the road now for a bit. Next home game for them will be March 30th against Florida State. So, obviously, the official station of Florida State here in North Florida. That's why we have Inside 7 Athletics coming up in just a bit. All right, Brian Milton, you brought this up in the break, and it's interesting to me. Could a team... In the AFC, win 11 games and not make the playoffs. And you say yes. Yes. Let me tell you why, Casey. I, I want you to. First of all, let's just start with the AFC West, right? I'll we're, tell you what. We're going to get to the top of, of the of the mountain right now. Yep. Kansas City Chiefs. are They're, they're making it. Okay. Like I can just tell you they're making it. Okay. Los Angeles Chargers. Yep, I hear you. Okay. Denver Broncos. Scary. And the Las Vegas Raiders. Very scary. Who, who's who's not going in that division? I know. I know. It's crazy. So then you take yourself to the AFC South, which most people would be like, okay, this should be pretty easy. Or will it be? Granted, we're not fully done with all of the transactions, but Tennessee, you're going to just assume yep. that they're at least going as a wild card. Yep. Indianapolis now looks like, okay, we may have something here. Because- Indianapolis should go. We, With Matt Ryan, they should go. They would have went this past season, right, without the loss to the Jacks Or to the Raiders the week before. Yeah, Matt Ryan wins one of those games. Indianapolis is expected to be a playoff team without question. So I've named six teams right now that all have a strong possibility, if not a real you know, possibility, of just going to the playoffs. I'll take it a step further. All six of those teams would be like they are playoff teams. If they don't make it, it's a disappointment. Someone's getting fired. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, then you got no, the Texans and the Jacks. I'm not going to bring them up. I'm going to move to the AFC North. Please do. Please do. Cincinnati. Not going to disrespect them. You okay. know what I'm saying? Uh, can you ever count out Pittsburgh? Absolutely not. Cleveland Browns now look like a juggernaut? Y- yep. If Deshaun's on the field, uh, and that's an argument that we're not having right now because we don't have the time, uh, if he's on the field, if he should be on the field, but nonetheless, he's on the team. So if he's on the field, yeah. And what about this quarterback matchup? Lamar Jackson in the Baltimore Ravens versus Deshaun Watson in the Cleveland Browns. That's what you're going to get twice a year. It's crazy. Uh, it, it, so you got to think. I'm thinking Ravens are going to be back. I mean, they're going to be better. Lamar's going to be healthy. Okay. I, I'm i not counting out any of those teams. Okay, exactly. I wouldn't say like like Pittsburgh, to your point, I can never count them out. But if Pittsburgh didn't make the playoffs, I wouldn't feel like it's a disappointment. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like in the West, all those teams would be disappointed. These teams, I think, are all good enough. Yeah. Uh, will they? Yet to be seen, but I think they all could. So now we're at, let's see, six. Now we're at, that was 11, basically. Well, 10 and a possible. Steelers is a possible. Yep. So 10 and a, so there we go. Mm-hmm. So AFC East, you got Buffalo, who we all think is the truth. Might be the best team, yeah. New England, what's that going to look like? 
but Bill Belichick, you know, you know not making the playoffs. You want to count them out? Mm-hmm. I don't want to do that. Yep. Miami's an interesting team for me. I, I just, you know, they're never it, but you know, they were nine and eight. I mean, look, if if we're gonna we need to find out about Tua, and we're about to, if Tua's that dude, they got weapons. So Casey, I just gave you. We got twelve. And the Jets, no. Yeah, twelve definitely, and two, you know, possibles with yeah. with Miami and Pittsburgh. <sighs> twelve and two. There's only seven spots. I know. What it's are we crazy. doing out here? AFC. It is crazy. I would not want to be in the AFC West, like, or the North at this point. Or the North. That's a good call. <laughs> good gracious. Like, I love Justin Herbert, and I think the Chargers do good things. But I, I. <laughs> I think Denver's better with Russell Wilson mm. than them. I think the Raiders the Raiders already were better. Now they have Devontae Adams, so they're definitely better. Mm. And Kansas City's obviously better. Uh, <laughs> it's nuts, man. It is absolutely nuts in the AFC. I'm glad we don't have to make those picks yet because I have no idea. And the crazy part is, like, these teams are only going to get better. Only. In the draft. The draft hasn't happened yet. I mean, now some of these teams won't have picks. Cleveland. Las Vegas. But nonetheless, they got better, and they're going to continue to get better because free agency ain't over either. So, And the other thing, Casey, what you got? there's always a team that surprises. Amen. right? This, as much as there's a team that disappoints, there's always a team. Maybe this year it's the Jets. Maybe this year it's the Jags. Maybe, Maybe it's the Texans. No, it's not. But there's only so many teams that can surprise because there's so much expectations between the AFC West and the AFC North. It's crazy. It's crazy. Great with you. Great topic, by the way. We're out of time inside at. Inside Seminole Athletics coming up next. We're back on Thursday. Me and Brian are back tomorrow. We'll talk to you then. Have a great night.